Uh, this last uh, week when I was doing my uh, rounds of the grade school, I also teach the eighth grade on, on Fridays. I was in there and and I noticed, well, the priest and I, we, we, we've been talking about it because we noticed that a lot of the kids in the school are still wearing their masks. And we wonder about it. And, you know, it's, and this isn't about masks, not what I'm about to say. I mean, people need to be, some people need to be wearing them because of their health or their, their concerns. Um, some people are because their parents tell them to do that, and that's all good. Uh, it was only the question of kids who don't have to, why they still choose to do it, right? And so I was, I was talking to the eighth graders, and I said, guys, what's up? Because, you know, you, know, you know it's not because of COVID, because 90% of them had it underneath their noses, right? So it wasn't like it was doing anything. And finally, one of the, one of the girls raised her hand, and, and, I, and she said, well, we, we wear it because it's like a security blanket. And we wear a mask because it makes us... It makes us feel okay. And that kind of goes along with one of the younger kids, first, second grade, when they first came out of the mask a few weeks ago. They came up to me and, and said that they were sad because they didn't get to wear their mask anymore. And, uh, and I asked them, well, why? And they said, well, I don't want people to see my face. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea. And you know, so that's a puzzle, isn't it? Uh, you wonder about that, and I do anyways. Uh, and so I said, what did I said to the kids in my class on Friday, I said, you guys are beautiful. You don't need to hide anything. You're, you're amazing, you're incredible, you're awesome. Why would you want to hide how awesome you are, how beautiful you are, and, and that smile you have? all that. Why? Yeah. And, and so I guess, because it, it isn't about the mask, it's, it's rather about all of us wear masks all the time. You and I, we all are really good at hiding who we really are from other people. We wear masks because it feels better. It makes us feel safe. It makes us feel as though we're, we're getting something over on somebody because if they really knew what I was really like or what I was really all about or what I've really done or what's really going on in my life, they wouldn't love me. They wouldn't like me. They wouldn't be my friends. They'd walk away from me. Yeah, we're, we're very good at wearing masks, aren't we? And so the Lord comes today on this Feast of the Transfiguration. In a certain sense, he's taking the mask off. The, the major thing to remember about the Feast of the Transfiguration and this particular Gospel reading, when Jesus goes up on Mount Tabor and he shows his disciples his glory, you know, while he was praying, his face changed in appearance. His clay clothes became dazzlingly white. Now, that wasn't like it was a surprise to Jesus. Like, oh, I had no idea this was going on in me. Or, I had no, this is some new thing. No. This is how God is all the time. This isn't like a new development in, in Jesus' understanding of himself. No, he's God. And what he, in a moment, decides to reveal to his 
three apostles there on the top of Mount Tabor is, guys, you really want to know what's going on? Take a look. And he, and he shows himself. That's what God looks like all the time. That's what God has always looked like all the time. And Jesus is giving them a glimpse of what it is. His glory there. Why? Why would God do Why does Jesus want to do that for these guys? As he takes them up to Mount Tabor. Because they're going to go down from Mount Tabor. And where they go from this moment on is Jerusalem, to the cross, to this. So Jesus is preparing them for the scandal of the cross. Jesus is preparing them for the difficulties of their Christian life. Jesus is preparing them for the work that lies ahead. And he's trying to divest them of demonic powers. The devil cannot read your mind. I hope you know that. But he can place thoughts within your grasp that undermine your peace and tempt you into sin. He cannot read your mind, but he can place thoughts within your grasp to tempt you and to rob you of your peace. And so, what is the one thing the devil wants you not to know? He wants you to think. He wants you not to know how much you are loved by God. He wants you to know how He wants to trick you into thinking that Jesus looks at you and thinks about all that you've done wrong, all that you've failed at, all that you're not good at. He wants you to think that you are your sins. If he gets you to think that, he's one. Because when we think that way, what do we do? We hide. We put the masks on. This feast on Mount Tabor is for you and I. Jesus needs you to know how much you are loved, how beautiful you are, how awesome your smile is, how great your life is, how strong you can be in his grace. He needs you to know that because he needs you, having glimpsed his glory, to reveal, to, to remember and realize that that glory is in you. And with that glory, you can go down from the Mount Tabor of your lives, back to your lives, and be that what you need to be in order to do his work. And if he thinks, if, if, the, if, if you think you're not good enough, or that your sins define you, or that Jesus doesn't love you because of something you've done in your life, you can't handle the glory. It's like Peter saying, Lord, it's good that we're here. Let's stay here. Let's build tents. Let's live in this moment where it's safe and, and nobody is around. And we don't, you know, it, no, Jesus said, we don't build tents or we don't build tents in spiritual moments. We get the spiritual moment. We get the glory because we all have to go back down to our ordinary lives and do battle and to do the work that the Lord has called us to do. 
He's fortifying, strengthening the disciples for the cross, and he's doing that with us. What is Mass? We have come to Mount Tabor tonight to be fortified, to be strengthened, to be reminded of how much we are loved by God because in that love we glimpse his glory, the glory that allows us then through our baptism, through the Eucharist, through confession, through adoration, to go back out to our life and do the work that the Lord has called us to do. To glimpse his glory so that we can reveal that glory through our own lives to our wives and husbands and sons and daughters and our brothers and sisters and our family and our friends, our boyfriends and girlfriends, to, to the people that we work with, the people we go to school with. We need to reveal to them how much we are loved by God and in that love reveal the glory of Jesus Christ resurrected and alive in the world who has already won the victory. That's our job. That's what you're here for. We don't wear masks. Who are we afraid of? You're beautiful. You're loved. You're cherished. You're strong. You're important. You're baptized. You're Christians. Now get out there and get to work. And stop hiding. That's what this gospel is supposed to be telling us. Now, next, next week we're going to be preaching all the masses. Uh, about the adoration chapel. It's almost done. You can go in there afterwards and look at the new carpets in, and it's beautiful. Um, some major things to do yet, but we're close. And what happens when we open it on the, probably the Monday after Easter? The chap, that room's going to be open 24 hours a day, six days a week, uh, and Jesus is going to be present there in the monstrance. So you can come here and, and climb Mount Tabor and, and look at him. And you can look at him and he can say to you, you're awesome, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're cherished, you're strong, you're powerful. And then with that revelation of his glory, you can go out and take your mask off and show the world what it really means to be a Christian. And how awesome our lives can be. You know, you're going to go back out here after mass, you're going back to the same life you came in with. Same problems, same challenges, same everything. But you've seen his glory. You've been reminded of his life and his life in you. What's the point otherwise? So I need you to be praying. Next, next, and I've got next Friday, next Sunday night's Mass at 5 o'clock. I've got that one. I need you to be praying like after Mass or during Mass and uh, at the homily, there can be little cards. And what, what, what hour are you going to sign up for? Sign up for, like, one family can take one hour. That way, when mom or dad or, you know, you can't make it, one of the kids can. You know? Take an hour. That hour, every week, where you climb Mount Tabor, changes your life. You know what? Like, the mantra is going to be along that back wall over there, uh, where the altar is going to be. And the mantra sits on a platform. So it's, it's a little bit elevated. Do you know what the platform is called? Do you guys know this? It's called a tabor. How about that? The platform that the monstrance sits on is called tabor. It's, it is that thing that we climb with Jesus to, to, to view, like Peter and James and John, his glory. Why? To fortify us for the mission that is to come that week, that day, that hour. Strengthen us. Convict us. In, in, in our apostolates, in our families, in our vocations, 
in our, in our roles as, as fathers. Huh? We need to be strengthened. We need to be helped. We need to be reminded. You are loved. You are powerful. You are strong. You are Christians. You can handle the glory. You can handle the glory, brothers and sisters. So, what hour are you going to take? That's, that's my question. And, you know, and put it this way. You can say to yourself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to come and pray, and I don't know how to do that. I'll take care of all that. I'm going to teach you guys. Uh, but you come, and you just sit there with Jesus and look at his love and let that love come to you. Boy, what that does to marriages and families. My goodness. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. You do, the Lord wants you there because he loves you. He doesn't know you by your sins. So, in a certain sense, stop wearing your masks. I'm not talking about the ones that people need to wear. I'm talking about the things that we hide behind as excuses not to do the Lord's work in our life. Take that off. You don't need to be afraid of anything. Amen? All right, let's stand and pray. I believe in one God.